Hello, Novatarians. This is Dragon X coming to you live from headquarters with our Month in Review podcast. We've got a lot of stuff going on, as always, around Nova and in Star Citizen, and we're going to give you a few updates about all those things for those new people just listening for the first time. What you can expect is we're going to hear a little bit about Star Citizen updates, a little bit about Nova updates, some of the news that's going on around the galaxy as related to Star Citizen and related to Nova. To begin every podcast, I want to go over the vision of Nova and tell you a little bit about what Nova's about in case you're new and tuning in for the first time or you've just joined Nova. I want you to have a good idea of what to expect. Let's talk first the vision of Nova. What is Nova and what's it about? Nova is a lawful, independent, and self-sustaining organization where citizens from all origins can come together to achieve goals together. To talk about some of our values and what Nova is about, first, understand Star Citizen's a game. Above all those other things, it is still a game. Don't get too personally affected by things that are going around there, even though it's centered around realism and all that stuff. Remember, it's a game and real life is greater than the game. Two, Nova will expand at pace with Star Citizen. So we've got gameplay loops. We've got other parts of Star Citizen that are gonna be introduced as it goes along. Much like the prison system has been recently introduced, that's changed the scope of what Star Citizen really is and how it interacts. Well, Nova will continue to develop and grow as the game finalizes and it keeps adding gameplay loops so we can stay along and be relevant with that. Third, Nova is and will remain a neutral organization until the final release of Star Citizen. What that means, we're not gonna engage in alliance to alliance combat or just overall interactions with those organizations before the release of Star Citizen. Largely because we don't know what uh, we're gonna be expecting. We don't wanna offend any organization that might be a future teammate or or future association that we work with directly. We don't want to have our reputation tarnished either. So we're going to stay neutral until that final release. Next on Discord etiquette, please stop using the member tag or overusing any tag so you're pinging people over and over. There's a lot of members inside of Nova. If everybody is doing that, it'll almost be intolerable and impossible to keep up with anything. So those are our core visions. Keep those in mind as you're as you are finding your way around Nova. If it's the first time or you've been here a thousand times or you've been a long-term member or a new member, those are our core values which we operate from. Now let's talk about the structure of Nova and what we do. We've got branches divided into five different branches at this time. Keep in mind, we'll expand with the pace of the game as needed. Number one, we've got our defense segment. That is gonna be to escort protection of Nova assets, lawful bounty hunting, Security for Nova Outposts and Operations, supporting the UEEN against the Vandal and other alien races that seek to attack and destroy our good way of life. Next, we've got Nova Core, which is related to cargo, mining, salvaging, refueling, base building. This branch really develops the base building for Nova and the industrial segment. Next, we've got Nova Relief, which is dedicated to medical evacuation, first aid teams, search and rescue operations, and humanitarian aid missions. And we have Nova Frontiers, built for exploration, charting and mapping, science and data collection. As the game continues to expand, these guys are the ones that go out there first and find it and map it, tell us how to get there for our other teams. Last but not least, we have Nova Skyline, which is all the fun stuff. So it's all about touring, racing, citizen transport, events and expositions. Really, really a fun division of our organization. 
So we've got a few different things as far as ranks go. You may have that question, like, how do I grow and do all those things? We've got a few different things. When you start, you sign up and you get logged into the website and you get authenticated and all that stuff, you become a member of Nova. Next, after you've shown good proven leadership skills within the rank of member, you may be promoted to a commander or even a commander in training as you're developed up to be able to handle your own operations and your own independent squad within Nova. Then after proving yourself as a commander, you may be promoted to wing commander. They have proven results as a commander over and over again and take on a larger segment of Nova. Next, there's the Admiral, which is over a segment of Nova or a branch of Nova that they're required to create, train, lead Nova teams, in addition, provide regular training to all members of the fleet. Then we have Fleet Admiral. This is the highest attainable rank inside of Nova. And this is really where the captain's table goes and determines the entire course of Nova. So we respect the hierarchy, follow the hierarchy. Finally, we've got High Command, which is the highest rank inside of Nova. It's relegated to two people, Flesh Fear and Atlantis. So say hi to these guys. They're doing a great job in putting Nova together, but keep that in mind. Other roles that we have are the security team, rescue team, tech teams out there that also support Nova in great ways that are really, really important for us. Um, tech team, always give a shout out to those guys. They're the people that are behind all the great enhancement that you get as a Nova member that you don't get as just a normal Star Citizen person. If you want to learn more about this segment of Nova and the vision, we've got the document pinned in our announcements channel. So go take a look at it and read through it. Make sure you understand what Nova is about. Finally, talking one of the things that's really, really helpful and important as a Novatarian is that you are really integrated with our website at novaintergalactic.com. This is where we coordinate operations, where we coordinate our trade calculator. We put our uh, star map over there. So there's a lot of tools for you. And there's a lot of abilities for our leadership to use these assets to coordinate events and map fleets together. And there's a place on there you update your profile, put your current fleet in there. So we know and leadership to say, hey, what do we need to do to put this op together. Hey, we've got this person that has this, let's reach out to them. So this is important to keep that updated, but keep very integrated with that. Discord's really big and confusing sometimes. There's a lot of channels in there, but make sure you explore the ones as you join squadrons, as you join segments of Nova, it'll open up more channels and so on and so forth. But the biggest thing I can tell you is get engaged with some operations. Make sure you're updated and make sure you're tuned into the website and Discord for announcements. We try to make sure all the tools that are brought up on the website announced back to Discord and vice versa. So stay tuned with both of those things. A lot of information coming out. Just take time, check through that and make sure you integrate and you'll really appreciate the efforts and the wonderful, wonderful team play that Nova has established. And without further ado, let's get into the month in review highlights in and around Star Citizen and Nova. Let's get right into it with the updates from Nova. At a high level, we've exceeded 3,500 members in Nova and continuing to grow. It's going at a breakneck pace and we're excited to have each and every one of you joining Nova, whether you're a member just joining or whether you're a newly minted commander or commander in training. Glad to have all of you guys putting forth the effort to make Nova a wonderful place. So thank you all for joining and welcome to Nova officially. 
Next, around news around Nova, one of the most exciting things about being in a really big, awesome org like Nova are operations. If you haven't partaken in operations, I encourage you to do so. We've got a lot of different things. I'm gonna try to gloss over some of these because there's so many. I was putting together the outline for the show and I'm going, man, there's so much stuff. It's gonna take me an hour and a half just to read through all of the events that have been going on in the past month and a half, two months. It's a lot and there's a lot of stuff going on and we have all different levels of involvement and engagement. So don't be afraid to jump in to some of these operations and really get your feet wet with Nova as an organization. So in May alone, we had 20 operations take place. And here's just a few of those to highlight these. We've got close quarters combat tactics training by Angara, Skyline proposal by COM-137, mining fund run by Ice-T, a Grand Prix hosted by Crimson Freak, Beginner's Guide to Nova Operations by Ankara. And this is one of those great ones for you new guys to get involved with. They'll teach you how and what the if, ands, or buts around the operation. Another close quarter combat training by Ankara. And another Grand Prix with Crimson Freak. Helix One Mining Challenge 2 by Ice-T. Invictus Week Experience Day 3 is held by Flesh Fear, which we'll get into a lot more details on the next show. We've got Invictus Week Launch Week Experience Cruise by Flesh Fear. Beginner's Guide to Nova Operations for the second installment, I believe, this month. Invictus Launch Week Experience number three, another close quarter combat training by Angara, Helix One Mining Challenge three by Ice-T, and then last but not least, we had Korea Cart by Korea Security. So as you can see, within Nova, we have a lot of different types of operations that you can get engaged with if you're fearful or you're not sure what to do, start off with one of the introduction or beginner guides that Angara puts on. Those are pretty regular and they'll help you walk through. We had one of our most successful launches in history, but you'll hear more about that later. So stay tuned. All right, time to move on to the Star Citizen news around the galaxy. All the updates that happened prior to Fleet Week were very extensive and I really want to dive into that more. We've got Scott A here to talk to us a little bit about that. So Scott A, why don't you tell us about some of the updates that dropped between before Fleet Week and after the 3.9 drop? So first up we got Microtech. Finally got Microtech's moons, Clio, Calliope, and Uterpe, as well as an actual landing zone um, with new Babbage being built out on Microtech itself. With New Babbage came new storefronts. With the storefronts themselves, we got Shubin Interstellar for mining. We got Center Mass and Omega Pro for weapons for yourself and your ship, as well as ship components. So if you can't find something in the verse, you can probably find it at New Babbage now, which is phenomenal. What has been your feelings about uh, visiting New Babbage and the visuals there, just the overall feeling of that new segment, if you will, of the universe? New Babbage itself is fantastic. It's covered in snow, which is kind of a personal favorite weather effect of mine in-game. And all over Microtech and most of the moons there, you get... Planet Tech V4, which introduced uh, dynamic weather and clouds. And uh, with New Babbage itself, I love the layout once you're inside New Babbage. So the spaceport, uh, the promenade, plaza, the bar scene is great. But flying into New Babbage, 
at night is a nightmare. NBIS, the spaceport, is off to one of those sides, like way off in the mountains, and there's no easy way, kind of like on Area 18, where if you keep flying, finally you find this like one area that's like, oh, that's the space. So it's interesting you say that. I get that feedback a lot uh, when I'm streaming and playing, like how do we find these places? And I've done a couple of videos to show people how to find them without fail. But quick, quickly, if you re-quantum map again, after you've come out of quantum for the last time, if you re-quantum map, it'll take you to the center of the city in both um, Area 18 and New Babbage. And at that point, you can spin around and see the identifying markers, but it really requires you to get to the center of the city before you can see those. So it, it's interesting you brought that up because I get that question probably at least daily on how do I find Area 18 or how do I find New Babbage Landing Zone. Absolutely. And the only reason it's probably coming up so much, as we'll talk about in a little bit, is with one of the new gameplay loops involving mining, as we'll get to in a little bit, you have a new ore that you can mine, which is highly unstable. Taking those extra like three, four minutes can be really critical. Just on the visuals of Microtech, I went in there, I was like, man, this felt so like Miami, Florida when I went in there. It's got all the neon, the dance clubs. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, this is straight out of Miami, Florida club scene. Yes, it's like Miami mixed with an Apple store. Uh, if we go over to Aberdeen around Hurston, uh, we have the introduction of prison gameplay. So now if you are apprehended while you have a crime stat, you will end up and wake up in prison at the Klesher Automated Rehabilitations uh, Facility, which you'll get a sentence in terms of in-game hours related to whatever your crime stat was and whatever your that you'll have to work off. Let the clock run down, or you can pick up a hand mining tool, go into one of the tunnels, and as you produce more ore for the prison, it knocks time off your sentence. And then we also have reports that you can escape bounty hunters out there. Looks like you've got more work to do after putting someone away. All right, Scott, a, you talked a little bit about the mining system and the new mineral that's come up, but what, are, what about the rest of the updates that have come along with the 3.9 release and all the mining things that came on with that. So one of the big things that we got with Microtech's new moons as well as Microtech's surface itself is an expanded mining option. So now there's a new ore that you can mine that is actually unstable as a new gameplay loop and it has been dubbed Quantanium. It is well worth the effort um, to go out and get, but you have to keep in mind that because this mineral is unstable. Sure, I think it's really, it, it's changed the pace of mining for me. Absolutely. Because the reward is so great that it doesn't matter how full your tank is or how full your capacity is on your mining run. If you see quantanium of any uh, mass, like any decent mass, it's instantly stop, mine it, and GTFO, get straight back and deliver it immediately. <laughs> Right. It's it's worth about twice as much as Bexalite, I think, in terms of uh, gram for gram, which adds this nice new flavor 
to mining, which used to be really, really safe. Now it has a little bit of a risk reward to it. And on top of that, just not just the, the danger factor or whatnot, but quantanium is also, it does not cluster very well, which agresium has always been one of the favorites for miners because when you break it, you get a lot of 100% pure rocks or really, really high percentage rocks. Quantanium, like Vexalite, has a really bad shatter rate. So when you've got a really nice rock, it'll break up and split that into multiple pieces. So you don't get very pure quantanium regularly. On top of being dangerous, it's all, but it is so valuable that it's worth picking up a lower purity rock for sure. Right. Break it apart, pick them all up as fast as you can, and take off again. And you can do this turnaround that used to take maybe 45 minutes to an hour down to about 10, 15 minutes, if you're lucky. Yeah. I was mining on stream the other day and my jaw just dropped because I came down. It was one of those lucky runs. As soon as I landed, I landed in an area with a couple of quantanium rocks. They were big. They didn't look very pure, but I started grabbing those, sprinted straight back to Port Alasar. I was on Daymar. I fed out 202,000 in a prospector. Blew my mind. Did not even know that was going to be a possibility. Didn't even think I was that close, but that, it's just the payout's so high on Quantanium. It was really good. Absolutely. And to help us mine these this new ore, SIG has also introduced mining consumables. So say you don't quite have enough to purchase a Helix, which is about 100,000, even for a prospector. You can now pick up these one-time use um, consumables that will augment your current ship's laser to help you, say, widen your green bar or reduce the resistance of the rock so that if you have a lower power laser, then you can still cut through these big rocks. I get a lot of questions about the consumables to kind of elaborate on people using it for the first time. There's a couple things you got to remember, and I've blown myself up several times in the making of this very short tutorial. But one thing you want to keep in mind when using a consumable is they don't, they have a limited run rate. Most of them last like 30 seconds or less from the yes. time you start using it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll use the little button up above my head and my prospector and click it and start mining. And I realized 30 seconds wasn't long enough to charge the rock and then wait for the rock to charge all the way up to the point of breaking. And I had to learn to hotkey, which they come default is like Alt 1, 2, and 3 on your keyboard if you play with keyboard or you need to re-hotkey them on a, on joysticks. But you really need to have those hotkeyed so you're in the process of mining. You engage them right before you get to that green zone or you engage them to help you out um, because you only have that very short window. If you do that, you're able to complete the um, complete the breakage of the initial rock that way a little bit easier and you have time to do that in the 30 seconds. Right. And... Speaking of hotkeys and speaking on, on Quantanium itself, um, because it's unstable, SIG gave us a way to actually jettison cargo now, at least from the mining ships. Um, but that jettison cargo button is not keybound by default, which is kind of perplexing. <laughs> uh -huh. um, you can find it in the advanced configuration options for your keyboard or HOTAS or whatever you're using. Um, but if you are going to go after Quantanium, definitely try picking up a consumable and 
definitely make sure you have that jettison cargo button on a hotkey. For sure. For me, I, I jettison it immediately every time because at the point that it starts beeping and starts becoming unstable, you start losing value on the Quantanium sale later. Yep. So it's always been, as soon as it's beeped for me, I just jettison it. And that means try again. I screwed up, took too long, whatever. Another thing that gives you excitement when you realize what happens is food. So let's talk a little bit about what um, what's going on with the introduction of food into the game. What SIG has introduced with 3.9 is hunger. You now have, in addition to just oxygen, you have a climate meter where if you're in an extreme environment of some sort, then it'll give you a timer of like, hey, you're getting too cold, hey, you're getting too hot, and you have to get to a a conditioned environment. You also have a hunger meter and a thirst meter. And these two meters expire on independent timers. And about, what do we have? It takes about seven hours of real lifetime to perish from thirst and about 10 hours to perish from hunger. And so what SIG has done is throughout the system, you can find energy bars or smoothies or coffee, water to consume to refill your bar. But moving on from food, we had one other big gameplay update that came out 3.9 and we alluded to it just briefly around the personal inner thought wheel. Um, which I'll, I'll give you some advice on how to deal with that as well. But what, so tell us a little bit more about how that works and what it is first off. So personal inner thought is a, essentially a quick menu to get to your personal inventory, which currently is not integrated with your Moby Glass inventory. So if you open up your Moby Glass and go to your personal armor options or clothing options, um, to equip or de-equip something, then that is all separate from this personal inner thought wheel, which is a revamp of the personal inner thought system uh, from earlier patches. So by default, you can access it by holding your interaction key and right-click, and you'll get a semi-transparent um, wheel that opens up on your screen. Yes, ma'am. And before we move on to our final topic around sources and updates after 3.9, my only piece of advice I have is, you know, depending on your mouse, hotkey that hotkey that function into a mouse key so you're not just really getting frustrated with the personal inner thoughts wheel. I use it daily. Um, I think the quick key maps are pretty handy once you get them programmed in and you've got your shortcuts programmed in. Um, I use it for quite a few things. Different actions get unstuck out of places or whatnot, but I had to key it into a separate mouse key so it did the shift F bar me at all at one time just to save me from going in crazy. And we've got also, um, last last update is around vehicles that launched right after or with the onset of 3.9. Got a beautiful one. Tell us a little bit about that one. So we got the introduction of a new alien ship the Asperia Prowler. This is a dropship with quite a bit of firepower on it and is currently um, dogfighting better than some light fighters. But it can have... I'm not actually sure how many people we can drop from it at one time. 
but it looks like this raven flying through the air. It's quick, it's got a big jump drive on it, and it can maneuver like no other heavy ship yet that we've seen yet. Yeah, I think there's some conversation already that uh, within SIG that they were trying to determine if they made the Prowler too strong or made the Vanguard series too weak because it just immediately became a favorite of everybody out there that you've got this mid-sized ship that moved really well. It moves well in atmosphere, out atmosphere. Also really, really powerful where the pilot is able to control the remote turret from the normal firing position as well as the normal guns. I think as the bugs get worked out, eventually the co-pilot will also be able to control the remote turret uh, while the pilot is controlling the normal guns. There's a little bit buggy right now, but it, it's kind of like the Banu Defender where you don't really have a pilot and co-pilot seat as you do two pilot seats where you can control every function of the ship from either or. Plus, it's gorgeous. Plus, it's got you know a different flavor to it. It's got that red, um, very... Uh, it was designed to have that Avarian feel to it. And it, it does that well. It comes off very well with representing the bird race, if you will. So I think um, I, I think it's just instantly become one of the favorites out there. It's not a cheap ship, not easy to get your hands on to, but boy, everybody that's got one is flying it all the time. Absolutely agree. I'm still partial to the other ones, but mm-hmm. I completely respect the people that love their Asperia Prowlers. All right, Scott A., thank you so much for all the updates around Star Citizen. Now we're going to jump right over into the updates around Nova. We had a little bit of a readout around the operations, but we've got some crazy stuff going on out there in the verse. I want to make sure you guys are aware of. First off, we've got our update. We've had a couple of updates, but we're going to focus on the first one and we'll go right into the second update on the next episode shortly upcoming. We had yet to date one of the biggest events that happened within Nova with the most participation from the most people that really helped us out. We were just simply taking a tour around the verse with our high command, taking them from site to site, doing a little bit of a sightseeing tour, and we were attacked by pirates. This was a huge event with all Nova defense present, helping out, as many people as we could possibly get together were helping out defend the pirates after uh, quite some time and a lot of loss of life, very significant loss of life. High Command was able to escape through an unconventional route in order to get away and return home safe. So it was absolutely just crazy, but one of the things out there, it takes us uh, a few minutes to realize that, hey, we've got to stay focused and we've got to stay vigilant on all of our activities out there because at any time we could be attacked in a surprise manner like this. Our high command is safe. They're at home. They've been organizing additional things and we're going to talk about that very quickly on our next episode. Next we've got the other news story that's going on as we continue to hear more and more noise about the disciples. The group that we previously identified as attacking Nova assets and putting some things at risk. And we've had some events that have transpired since then. I'll talk about on our next episode to try to update everybody as to what's going on. But again, it really tells us to stay vigilant out there. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of uh, activity from the disciples out there. 
and stay tuned because we've got a lot of information coming about that. We've got a lot of uh, things going on with Innova and it's going to be coming out to you the next episode that I'm releasing right after this. So stay tuned, look for the next update and we're going to talk all about the Invictus Fleet Week and some of the huge activities that are going on in and around Nova. All right, that's all I have for you guys this time. I appreciate all your efforts out there as a Novatarian, all the efforts in our defense group and thwarting the pirates attack on our assets and on our high command. Thank you all for tuning in today. If there's anything you'd like to hear more about, please let me know. Reach right out to me. My name is Dragon X. I'm in chat all the time. Just DM me directly, send me a message, whatever. And I'll try to introduce those components into that. And this is Dragon X signing off from HQ. Fly safe, Novatarians.